0: You're listening to Joy Coaching America with the Joy Coach, Karen Lynn Grant, spreading upbeat, uplifting, informative messages of hope and happiness from sea to shining sea from our home in the beautiful Rocky Mountains. Welcome to Joy Coaching America. This is Karen Lynn Grant. And today I am so excited because today we're going to have a kickoff and a jumpstart start for joy, a jumpstart for joy today here on this radio show, which will be converted to a podcast and will be found on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, Alexa, Amazon podcast, Apple podcast, uh, and more. So you can find this just about anywhere that there are podcasts available by looking up Karen Lynn grant or joy coaching America today, I just am so excited to be with my special guest, who is very much to me a vice president of Joy Coaching America. She's all in. She's all invested. She has seen it work in her life. She has seen what it can do for members of her community and even members of her family and those who are in her stewardship. And so I'd like to introduce to you Tina Kendall, who resides in Washington and who is a has provides daycare for children with a, with a beautiful facility for little ones, and she's got so much going. She's just recently opened her own private practice, Valued Wellness, but she comes to us today as that branding influence in Joy Coaching America. And so, Tina, I would love to have you just jump right in here with me today as we begin to do our kickoff program for a very compassionate work for the world.
1: Well, Karen, when I found Joy Coaching America through you and through your music and through my friend who agreed with me that your music is powerful and healing and I needed it, I found that my life shifted. I didn't start out trying to change the lives of anyone else but me. And Joy Coaching America came into my life at a time when I was struggling. Um, I was struggling with wanting to nurture the children that I was trying to serve in a childcare center, who thankfully I have amazing teachers that work with them, but I was struggling to nurture myself, to nurture my children, to be able to even accept myself for where I was and on this journey through life. And As I sat in class, and I remember the first time you told us to do some non-dominant drawing and we were to draw a picture. And so we switched hands and I sat there and I drew a picture with my crayons with my left hand. And I was like, well, that's kind of a mess. And I was like, that's kind of what my life is right now. It's quite the mess. And I was able to see and feel the power, the feeling that comes by letting go of our preconceived notions and letting go of our own agenda and allowing God to step in and to help us and allowing the savior and his atonement to help clean up these messes that we've created. And I feel like joy coaching is not just for us to be a coach and serve others that has come through the years, but I joined joy Joy coaching America And decided to be a coach because God told me it was what I needed to do. And at that point, I was so over my head with daycare. I couldn't figure out how in the world I was going to do this. But I knew that God said it was time to do it. And I look back now, and I am not the same person today. I was then. I was so sad and so despondent and so disengaged with my life and with my family. And I feel so blessed to see the changes, not only in my life, but now I do have a wellness center where people walk in to get their fingerprints done or walk in for CPR or walk in to pick up some doTERRA products. And all of a sudden they drop into tears because they're in a safe place where they know that they can get that nurturing and that support. And they schedule appointments to come back to feel the love of the savior in their life. I gave a CD to a to a client the other day, the Angel Dream CD. And she's been playing it in her car. And she already told me, she's like, oh my gosh, I have like three songs that I can sing with. And she plays them yeah. over and over. And when she pulled into her uh, grandchildren's house, she rolled down the window as her grandchild stepped up on the edge of her truck. And she, and her grandchild says, Gammy, why you listen to Angel's music? And she just said that that was the most peaceful moment for her because her child recognized that these messages really are from angels. Mm. And while Karen wrote this music, we know they were penned by angels and delivered to us through Karen. Mm,
0: that's so beautiful, Tina. And I have watched, I have watched you grow. I don't even remember what year it was that you joined. Was it two thousand? 18, I don't even know either. I don't know, but it, the time has flown. And as I have watched you go through the work, because how can a coach be a coach if they're not doing their own personal work and especially the work of getting back to joy when we have had accumulated layered experiences in our life. And now we're just going through the emotions, We're just striving to to put on that happy face and that sometimes the facade of I'm fine. And what I wanted to create, I have watched you take that ball and run with it. The books, the manuals, the modules, there's 17 modules, in Joy coaching and you have purchased it all. You have gone through it many times. And so I really, uh, really appreciate having watched you do the writing assignments, the the non-dominant scripting, the art therapy, using the music and using it for yourself first and foremost. And there have been times, even though we lived states apart, when we were able to get together and sit side by side on my couch in my living room and have that personal one-on-one time, it was like we had been friends all of our lives. And, And often we've commented how much we wish we were next door neighbors so that we could just run back and forth because I so wish that were true. (laughs) It has created such a bond. And I do believe that the bond between a coach and her client can become a fast friendship because now you have grown and I have watched you grow. You have been there for me during some turbulent times in my own life because no joy coach is free of turbulence. We are all prone, which was why I wanted to create something that would keep my mind fastened to the purpose of why I was creating this. And that was my purpose in life is to have joy, to spread joy, to be joy. And yet there were times with my husband's health and different issues that came up where you stepped in and you were there for me as my joy coach. And that is the point that I want to make that as we engage in this beautiful, work of being joy coached first and foremost by getting sessions from a joy coach who has had her own hard knock experiences in life. And maybe they're different than ours or different than yours, but these experiences temper us all. They make us into compassionate, empathetic, loving human beings. If we choose to go there becoming better, not bitter. And then we find a joy coach who has those gifts of compassion, empathy, and kindness that can walk with us, even if we're miles apart, even if you're in Washington, I'm in Utah, she's in Indiana or Delaware or Michigan, as some of our joy coaches are. And yet what a camaraderie that we have built. And now when we get on our zoom calls and our group calls and our educational calls, we are there as sisters and as friends. So this this work comes with a spirit of mutual love. There's no judgment here. We've all had different experiences. And I've watched Tina as you've done your inner child work and you've done the journaling and you've used the music that's been written, that I wrote Christ-centered for my own for my own experience and then offered it to women because I felt, that helping people to connect to Christ through music, it's a very non-invasive tool. It's a non-invasive language that we can all benefit from. And so I just, I appreciate the way you've utilized your program and repeated it and gone through it like several, several years. And now to look at you in this beautiful office with your, sort of certification on your wall in the background and this beautiful picture of the savior holding a little child in his lap. What a symbol of what I feel culminates in joy coaching America.
1: I, I just keep looking at how that little child heard five seconds of humor music and knew it was angel songs, knew it was angel singing because Mm -hmm. those messages are truly what brings us back to that spirit and Karen, your entire program is built on the savior and on those messages of healing and hope and love. And I, I honestly, I feel so humbled to know that I am working side by side, linking arms. Actually, I would say face to face with hugs, heart to heart, as our dear friend would say, that we link in this work and in this mission of sharing that love with others. I I just don't know how we can or how we would want to live in this world that's so full of turmoil without having that anchor of the spirit. And, And I just feel so blessed to be a part of Joy Coaching America and to be able to teach and love and share this beautiful message.
0: Tina, I love your heart. I love your enthusiasm. And I am excited to continue this wonderful interview as we kick off and jumpstart for Joy, Joy Coaching America. We'll be right back after these messages. This is Karen Lynn Grant interviewing Tina Kendall, Vice President of Joy Coaching America. Thank you for being with us today. From sea to shining sea and beyond, you're listening to Joy Coaching America Worldwide with show host and joy coach, Karen Lynn Grant. We're back, Joy Coaching America. This is Karen Lynn Grant interviewing Tina Kendall, Vice President of Joy Coaching America. By the way, uh, when I created Joy Coaching America, it was really like I had no blueprint, I had no design, I had no entrepreneurial skills, I had, I had no understanding of what it takes to build a lucrative business. I had joined Tupperware when I was 21 because I wanted Tupperware, I had probably joined Avon and I probably joined Mary Kay, but I never built those things into lucrative businesses because I never wanted to be pushy. And I always felt like, Ooh, if you're a salesperson, you've got to, you got to do that little push and drive. And, and so it just didn't feel like me. I was more of a, a very, uh, I could get very passionate about the things I believe in, but what I believed in most was helping people through heartbreak and heartache to find the savior, Jesus Christ. And the way that I had done it was through my own daily divine appointments. And then as those, those daily divine appointments continued through the years, it was as if I felt guided and inspired to now take what I was creating all the music and the the books that I was writing for the Lord, and now create them into a system and use them for my clients in my in-home massage business, which was called and is called the cherishing place. Well, then one day a woman called me from Pennsylvania and she said, I heard you on Laura Jacob's call, uh, a big call and I'm in Pennsylvania. I don't know you, but I can't get to Utah. Could you please could you make this into some modules that you could end up teaching whether it's on Zoom and at that time in 2009 who even had heard of uh, start meeting or go to meeting or whatever in Zoom. But I took that on as a challenge and I remember sitting at my kitchen table and Formulating all of these things into a step-by-step process that other women could do for their hurting family members because she wasn't the only person that asked. There had been several people coming in Utah to my in-home cherishing place, music massage, aromatherapy business, and saying, which was very Christ-centered, and saying, Oh, my sister in Texas needs this. How do I get this to her? So when Ursula Lesick asked me to do this, I took it on and and within A year, I had a whole six modules and with more on the way. And so, but I felt that the premise of joy coaching was daily divine appointments because if we will check in with the Lord and get our agenda for the day and turn the day over to Him, then our day will be spent and utilized in the most perfect and important ways. Then when people give us their well meaning advice, we can take it to our next early morning divine appointment with our team of angels and say, where would you have me? And what would you have me be doing? And Tina, one of the things that I really appreciated about you was that you, you took that idea. Like I took Ursula's idea to create modules. You took the divine appointment idea and just implemented it right away and began faithfully doing your divine appointments. And so I would like for the next several minutes for you to discuss how you felt like these, what is a divine appointment and what did you utilize in the divine appointments? What do we teach in joy coaching America? And how did that change your life? Because I have watched your growth expedite over the last three years. So please share.
1: You know, it's interesting because I have always grown up being taught, you know, We need to read scriptures and pray and do those things that are important. And I could read a scripture and I could pray, but was there a connection? Was I really learning anything in that process? Because I have have a learning disability. When I read something, it doesn't stick. I have horrible reading retention. I learned that as a junior in college that I had second grade reading retention. And I just said, okay, whatever. I'm a junior in college with a 3.8 GPA. (laughs) But... I learned that there is a learning disability there, and so I don't retain what I read. Well, that means that I've read the scriptures for years, but I haven't learned anything from them. I could not recount a story. I couldn't tell you most of what I've read, but that has shifted, and I'll tell you, it's taken me years of attempting to do daily divine appointments before this year things have clicked. and. Uh, there was a talk given by Dieter Uchtdorf, and he talks about how we, if you're just out in, in an area where there's no markings, you will walk in circles. Um, they've done studies upon studies, you walk in circles. He says, with, and then he said, whatever the cause, it is human nature without reliable landmarks, we drift off course. If our course is to return back to our Heavenly Father, we have to have those reliable landmarks. Well, those reliable landmarks are in our daily defined appointments. And so when I get ready to sit down each morning, I actually made a little checklist to make sure that I cover all my points. And it's laminated so I can mark it off and wipe it off at the end of the week. But it starts out, and for me, it says five minutes of music. I turn on one of Karen's songs, or I turn on a hymn, or I turn on whatever I am led to. that morning, I may open my phone and scroll through and hit play on whatever song it stops on and the message I need. Inevitably, the spirit knows how to find the right song for me. And especially with as many albums as I have on there of Karen's, it's very interesting how it always pulls up the song that I need exactly in that moment. Five minutes of scriptures. And for me, this is very much shifted. As I read scriptures now, Not only am I highlighting, but I have a journal right there and post-it notes. And I make notes on the post-it notes that stick into my scriptures of the thought that I had right then. And then I journal is the next step. And I go back and forth between scriptures and journal to make sure that I am documenting the things that my heavenly father wants me to hear. We use aromatherapy and then prayer. And I had five minutes of listening. I'm a great talker. I love to talk. But Heavenly Father understands that I like to talk too much and he has to remind me to stop and listen. And so I listen and I'll close my eyes and I may still have my pen in my hand and I try and receive those messages and go ahead and write. And I often write with my eyes closed and then I have to look at it later and try and dictate what it says because I don't even open my eyes as I'm listening and taking notes on what the spirit is teaching me in that moment.
0: You know, Tina, it's interesting because I think so many people out in the world want to go to a coach and they want the coach to, to kind of do it for them. Can you get some inspiration for me? Can you get some guidance for me? And I think what makes Joy Coaching America different is that as a faith-centered, Christ-centered coach, we are turning people back to recreating and reconnecting with Christ. And I remember when my sister Kim gave me that beautiful five, 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 and five. And it was at a time in my life when I just wasn't spiritual. I didn't care. I, I was like, and I didn't know how to get my spiritual bearings, you know, get them strong again. And my sister said to me, well, you can do anything for five minutes. Can't you? And I said, yes. What should I do for five minutes? She said, can you read your scriptures for five minutes? Can you, Listen to the songs you've written about the savior for five minutes. Can you pray for five minutes? Can you write in your journal for five minutes? So that whole five, five, five fives. And then I remember the day you said, Karen, what about listening for five? And absolutely, it was like a a stroke of genius, because if we're not listening, that's when those impressions come to to put in, in my journaling is when I would listen because my journalings are very much scripting where I write the thoughts and impressions that come to me. But I thought it was important that you noted that, that five to to include the listening is so. Important because that's where we're going to find out what God wants us to do. There will be well-meaning people all over this planet who will say, I think you should join this. I think you should go here. I think you should take this class. I think you should do this next in your life. But if you are in tune and re-establishing your reconnection with the Spirit of the Lord, then you're taking your marching orders, you're writing up your agenda each and every day with God and the pen in your hand. And it's so beautiful. And I watched. As you grew, I watched as you grew, not because I taught you anything, because on these calls, I often tell all of the women, you might be taking notes of something I say, or you might be taking notes of something. The spirit is telling you to take, to, to take thought of and how beautiful it is when we learn that God is our messenger and that we, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. We're just here together as a group of Christ-centered women, faith-filled women from every denomination across the, the planet. And here we are. There's no fighting about religion here. It's absolutely beautiful the way that we accept, love, and appreciate everybody's walks in life and how we all got to the same place at the same time in a crucial time in the world's history. This is Karen Lynn Grant, Joy Coaching America. We'll be right back after these comments. Welcome to the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America, raising the world's vibration to love, joy, and peace, one happy listener at a time. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America. We're talking about one of my favorite subjects today with one of my favorite people, and that is on our jumpstart for joy. You know, I think the whole world needs a jumpstart for joy right now. Absolutely. And so I feel like hope is possible and that we can we can hitch our wagon back onto that star and, and start building and rebuilding. And And being a joyful influence in the world. And so today we're doing our Jumpstart for Joy Coaching America, not just the radio show, but for the brand of joy coaches of women across America that we are gathering together. And one of my favorite people, one of my dearest friends is Tina Kendall. And we are interviewing you, Tina, today as we talk about this Jumpstart for Joy. When Tina jumped into joy coaching, she didn't start in with baby steps. She didn't start in, uh, with a dabbling in level one and level two, because actually I had not broken it down. I'm a big vision and I had to create the whole big vision and then, uh, skinny it down into a level one and a level two, which we'll talk about in our next segment. But for now, Tina, I just want to talk about the jump. That you made when you jumped into joy coaching and became immediately uh, as you've completed each of those six initial modules we'd love to have you talk about them um, you became a certified joy coach then a regional certified joy coach and now you are vice president of joy coaching america
1: well karen you know i jumped in i did jump in with a little trepidation going okay well fine, I'll jump in and I'll do this little bit and see if it helps reboot me, so to speak, and jump in for joy. And I learned quickly that it was the jump I needed. And then I jumped in 100%, feet first, and we can do this 100%. It's, I'm It's all in. And the more I got your books into my hands and got your music into my hands, the more I was in love. And I realized that it wasn't that I was while, yes, I'm in love with you. You are amazing. (laughs) It wasn't that I was in love with joy coaching or that I was finding out how much in love I was with my savior and with his journey and how your tools, your program, your steps gave me those landmarks and put me back on that path. And back able to hold on to that iron rod, it had been so slippery and so hard to hold on to. And one of the pieces that I just embraced fully, I it was one I'd probably been enjoy coaching for about two or three months when I received the Cherishing Hearts Blessings and Blends recipe book. And I was. Oh my gosh, absolutely in heaven. Because this book has, it has so much in it. It has pages that teach general principles and talk about how important oils are and music is and how important it is to start the day with that divine appointment. But then it goes through and you have created a custom oil blend for each module for each song on each CD. So when I look at this and was able to put together not just the Healers Touch module, but now I've added the CD, which I was absolutely in love with immediately because me and music, we you know connect. But then to find out that there's an essential oil blend for each song. And a blessing that went with each song, and to learn how to muscle test or to select for myself. And then later to realize that I could select those for others to find the essential oil blend they needed and the blessing that would touch their lives. And most, not most, I guess a lot of your, of these blends especially in the cherishing heart plans, start out with recognizing whose child we are, that we are God's divine child and embracing, acknowledging, accepting, and claiming that ownership, that we are God's child, that we are his. And these messages in this book are all about those divine qualities and divine essences that he has given to us and helping us to recognize how powerful and how important those messages that he has for us are. And like I said, this recipe book is like my cherished book. It... I. I believe I have four copies in use. There's one in my trailer. There's one in my living room. There's one in my bedroom. There's one in my office. Oh, there's five in use. And there's one in my coaching and massage room. And they don't go very far. They're all tabbed. They're marked. They're highlighted. They have post-it notes all throughout them. Hmm. Because these are powerful books.
0: I'm excited. Tina, I would love for you to choose one of the cherishing heart blends now in this section under cherishing heart blends, I'd love for you to go through using intuition. And we use kinesiology. We use muscle testing. When we are choosing a, a particular, we can go off of uh, off of intuition. You can go off of, of, muscle testing, which we'll have to describe in another show, but I would love for you to share one that you feel inspired to share with us today. These, you know, when I go back and I read these, Tina, and I realize that my hand wrote them, but when I read them, it's as if I'm reading them each for the first time. They, it's as if I didn't write them. It's as if angels wrote them. And I am just blessed by the fact that they have touched your heart and they continue to touch my heart. And I would love to have you share one of these that that you feel prompted to share with us as we complete this segment.
1: Well, immediately when I opened the page to even look at it, joyful heart came to mind immediately. And where we are talking about jumping for joy today and receiving these joyful messages, that absolutely felt just poignant and exactly. And that was
0: amazing. the one I was. If I was going to ask you to do one, I thought, oh. I would ask Joyful Heart, but I want to see what she gets. So, that's- so
1: like I said, the spirit is so strong and it tells us what we need to do. Um, Joyful Heart says, just close your eyes and relax for a minute and just soak in the words here. It says, I am reconnecting to the knowledge of whose divine child I am. I was designed and created to experience joy in a multitude of ways. I experience the newly rediscovered knowledge that simple joys are the best. I am recreated each and every day in the joyful knowledge that I am a daughter of God, that my birthright is peace, and my inheritance is a fullness of joy. As I prove true and faithful in all things, my joy increases. I am dancing with joy, I am singing with joy, I find joy in the moment. When I was a child, I did not comprehend the secret of joy lies in understanding the gift of opposition in all things. Without dark, there could be no light. It is through my sufferings that I am coming to comprehend that joy is a talent, a choice, a mutual agreement between me and my divine creator. I am creating with him a life filled with joy.
0: Beautiful.
1: It's as if it I heard that it for beautiful. the first
0: time and I, it's what I need to hear because right now my husband is going through health challenges in St. George, and we've been separated through those health challenges. I just got back from visiting him. And sometimes when you're going through a crucial life experience as a health challenge of a loved one, you kind of forget that how to, how to reignite feelings of joy. And so Tina, thank you. I hope that other people were listening. I hope everybody was listening to that, but I know that it served and blessed and mentored and ministered to my heart. You know, I love that uh, the recipe book includes chapters. The first chapter is the healer's touch, which has the recipes for nine beautiful blends, which you can use no matter what oil company you have fallen in love with. And that we all know that there's so many, and beautiful oil companies. We might have our favorites, but anybody out there can get this cherishing heart recipe book. It is a coffee table type of beautiful, full color, glossy inch and a half or an inch thick and just gorgeous. And it also tells you how to do a daily divine appointment, how to use the oils, how to use the music. We'll be right back with more information on how you can... Access these tools, the music, the recipe book, and begin your own journey with Joy Coaching America. This is Karen Lynn Grant. To Joy Coaching America, raising the world's vibration to love, joy, and peace, one happy listener at a time. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America. This is Karen Lynn Grant with Tina Kendall. We're talking about jumpstarting joy in a world that is filled with all kinds of crises and calamities. And you know, during COVID, it's been really a struggle for many, many people to hold on to that piece of life, P-E-A-C-E, piece of life called joy. And so today we're here to jumpstart Joy Coaching America and to invite all of you to go to www.joycoachingamerica.com just to do an overview of what Joy Coaching is about. You will find little one-minute segments of hundreds of songs that I've written that are Christ-centered and faith-based. And these were during times when God allowed me to take the hard road so that I could, I feel that the experiences that I've had in my life with challenges and difficulties, divorce, annulment, um, even death of a parent and uh, children that had, uh, a child that had experienced drug addiction, alcohol addiction, the different scenarios in my life have drawn me to my knees. Literally, uh, I want to share this story and we're going to come back to you, Tina, to share a story with us about recently what happened. But when I was a little girl, I grew up in California all over the place because my father was in the military. And while we lived in Long Beach, California, every Saturday, as little girls he would take my mother and his three daughters Kim Kit and Karen to the beach my mother would plant her pink umbrella into the sand she would bring out her book she was not a beach bunny at all she would just she would wear, wear her little dress and sit on the beach and read a book with a big huge cooler full of food while three little girls clung to their daddy and went out to the sea And I remember I was the youngest of the three. And as we would go out to play in the water, he would watch me turn around and see that I was kind of trailing behind and these big waves would come in and I was trying to jump over the waves face first. I'd see the wave, I didn't wanna turn my back to it and I would try to jump over it. Of course, you can imagine that I was doing somersaults underneath the water with salt water up my nose and came up sputtering and laughing every time. But my father said to me, Karen, when you see a big wave coming, you always need to look and see the next big wave on the horizon. And when you see the next big wave, I want you, as it draws draws closer, and as that wave starts to curl, drop to your knees, go underwater, hold your nose, drop to your knees, and let that wave roll over the top of you. You won't get in a spin. You won't do cartwheels, somersaults, everything underwater, and you won't come up sputtering. And so that was as a little girl, there was a time when my father took us further out than we should have gone and we got caught in an undertow and there we were needing to be rescued because we were caught in undertow and my father never, never let us know how worried he was. And I remember turning around and looking back to shore and I couldn't see that speck of a pink umbrella behind me, it was way, way, way back there. And so I was like, why are we moving? We were caught in an undertow. Well, sometimes we all get caught in an undertow in our lives. And sometimes it's not just a wave coming at us, but it's an undertow carrying us further out into the, into an ocean of despair. And we get in over our heads we can't find the bottom and we need somebody to come and guide us back to uh, give us solutions on how to deal with an undertow and how to get back to shore safely. Well, I remember later in my life, uh, going through a really hard knock experience and getting on my knees to pray about it. And this vision of my father, and he had already passed. And it was like, as I was on my knees praying, I could see my father standing beside his eight-year-old daughter in the water saying, When you see a wave coming, Karen, you don't, you don't try to jump over it. You don't try to get over the turbulence, the crisis you sink to your knees, you bend, you pray, you ask God, and then let this too shall pass. It too shall pass over your head and it won't send you, send you reeling for, uh, for your feet planted firmly on the ground when you're spinning and sputtering. And so I'm, I'm so grateful for a coaching company, Joy Coaching America, J, which stands for Jesus and putting Jesus first in our lives so that we can be reconnected to him, no matter what religion, religion aside, just seeking for that hand to hold when those waters are coming at us so fast and the waves are coming so quickly that we can barely stand up before another one hits. The O is for others, loving others as we love, loving others as you love yourself. So the first three great commandments are in joy, loving God with all of our hearts, loving others as we learn as we love ourselves. And I do believe that, that we cannot love anybody more than we love ourselves. We will love others to the degree we love ourselves because we will also be judgmental and critical of others as we are of ourselves. It's not until we learn to completely love and accept and forgive ourselves for the things, the errors and judgment that we've made, et cetera, that we will be able to learn to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. So for me, joy coaching America is my, is my, just my little mm, memory that I have that as I go into a session, as I, as I work with my clients, I am. And if they're, if they're atheist, we just go to the oi, right? We go to We go to YO, love yourself, love others, and then we'll get to the Jesus. So YO stands for, okay, we got to learn to love yourself first, and then we'll learn to love others. And so it works. And we take each client on the journey right where they are. And sometimes these people drop into our lives unexpectedly, as Tina during the break shared a very significant story of someone that just came in off the street, wandered into her facility, there are no accidents into her wellness facility. Tina, would you like to share that story with our listening audience today?
1: Absolutely. It was a week or two ago and I was here in my office by myself and it was a quiet morning and a lady came to the door um, and said, can I please use your restroom? And I said, absolutely. She went into the restroom and she'd been in there kind of a while. And I was like, you know, I hope everything's okay. Sometimes our toilet has issues. So I was like, you need anything? She's like, no, I'm fine. And then when she came out, I could tell she'd been crying. And I looked at her and I said, what can I do for you? And she said, oh, nothing. I'm okay. And I said, but you're not okay. Come sit down. So I had her sit down and I laid her back in my little relaxation chair for a few minutes. And I said, talk to me, what's going on? And she said that her boyfriend had hit her and the neighbor called the police and he had just been arrested. And between when the neighbor called and the police got there, he had uh, thrown her stuff in the car and locked the car and then bashed the window and she... Didn't know what to do. She couldn't get her backpack out of the car. So she had no ID, no money. She had no, she didn't have her child's belongings. She had nothing. And she stood here and said, she's, you know, two hours away from home. And she was lost and had nothing. And she sobbed. And I said, you're not alone. Your heavenly father loves you. And he is here with you. And your savior is here to guide you. And I gave her a hug and she sobbed and broke down in my arms and I applied oils to her and I played some music for her. And she was able to feel that love and that compassion. I gave her a few dollars. So she had money for lunch and I offered to get her ride back home if needed. And she said she had a friend who lived across town and she was going to walk over to her friend's house, it wasn't too far. And so as she left, I gave her my CD. Well, your CD, (laughs) Angel Dreams CD. I gave her a CD and I challenged her to listen to it every single night and to play it for her child as well. And I sent her on her way. And I did tell her that if she did not have a ride back to her town, To call me, and that we would come and make sure she had a ride home. And so I left it that way, and I knelt down and prayed as she left, and we we prayed together before she left. And then when she left, I went and knelt down and prayed for her. And I got a text from her a couple days ago that just said, "I want you to know that you changed my life. You gave me hope," Hmm. and she said, she goes, this is an awesome CD was her comment. And so that means she's at least listened to it. And I challenged her to continue listening to the CD. And I told her, I said, I'm offering you three free coaching sessions. Reach out and let's schedule them. I said, we can do them on Zoom since she, she doesn't, she lives two hours away. But I offered that to her and she hasn't responded to my text at this point, but she did respond with a thank you. And with that powerful message, we all need hope. We need this joy. And we are here to love and serve one another. That is our mission. That's what Joy Coaching America is all about.
0: Tina, I love that story. And it's so beautifully summarizes exactly, exactly where, who we are and what we do. And as you were telling that story, I thought of the story of the Good Samaritan and just your your place becoming a little in on the side of the road where people can come and receive the comfort, the nurturing. Well, we have that. Thank you so much for sharing that. We have other beautiful joy coaches, which we'll be interviewing and we'll be putting together a show, including other joy coaches. What has prompted, inspired them? That will be part two of this program today. Tina, I have loved spending this time with you. We're going to end this particular segment with one of the songs. So um, you'll have to let me know which is your favorite song off of the Healer's Touch or the Angel Dreams album, and we'll close with that. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for spending this time with me today, sharing your heart, sharing your areas of expertise, sharing your growth, sharing your mess, sharing your message, and sharing how you are becoming a messenger for the Savior Jesus Christ in helping to joy coach America. Thank you, Tina. I love you and have a beautiful day.